everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And while we're sitting at home or we're doing our, uh, our essential jobs, um, I just had a thought uh, the other day, just watching some stuff on uh, on YouTube and, and uh, kind of reading through some stuff. And I, I kind of wanted to talk about what I call acceptable risk agronomy. So what do I mean by acceptable risk? Um, so there are agronomists. Um, I won't, I won't say that all agronomists are like this, but there are some agronomists, um, that make farmers do things that I would say leaves the agronomist with zero risk that something's going to go wrong. Right. I mean, so why, why would I say that? I mean, it's so, we use a lot of um, recommendations by universities, different, you know, all kinds of different sources, and we'll, we'll use nitrogen as an example. So, universities will tell you, um, at least not as much anymore, but they used to, that you should be putting down, I'd, I'd say anywhere from a pound to one point two, one point five pounds of N per bushel, and that's kind of an acceptable number. Usually, one point two is something you hear a lot. So as we move towards more top dress, side dress, uh, split applications, um, we're moving away from fall application. I mean, Wisconsin really doesn't do much for fall, but there are a lot of states that do. Um, the The rate of nitrogen that we need to put down is kind of reducing uh, per, per unit of yield. But we talk a lot about, um, I actually got a webinar this afternoon uh, talking about the MRNT um the, the model for putting down nitrogen or how much nitrogen to use. So basically they take into account the cost of nitrogen, the corn price and expected yields. And you put all that into this calculator and it tells you how much nitrogen to apply. Some of those can be down to, I would say between 0.6 to 0.8, 0.9 per pounds per bushel. Um, a lot of what I do is probably between 0.8 and one. Usually we try to shoot for 0.8 to 0.9 pounds per bushel, but it depends on, you know, yield expectancy, uh, soil types, uh, hybrid, um, you know, rotation, numerous other things as I get my market text this morning. Uh, it doesn't look good. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time working on that kind of stuff. And the nice thing with split up our application is we get the opportunity to kind of correct things, right? So we put down a rate of nitrogen, we plan on coming back with so many units of nitrogen in, in season. Um, we get a bunch of rainfall, uh, we get different weather events, and we decide we need to add more. Um, it's very rarely that we add less, um, but we, we typically can adjust that, right? So now that we're split applying, we can up or reduce or keep it the same, whatever we wanna do. The easiest way to do it is to just tell everybody that one and a half pounds per bushel, and that's where you go. So if you're expecting 200 units or 200 bushel of corn, you put down 250, 300 units of nitrogen, and you will guarantee that you're going to get the biggest uh, yield for whatever you put on. This is easy. It's kind of like the easy button. Um, and that's kind of what uh, some agronomists do. They kind of tell you to put on the maximum that they can find university data for or any kind of data that shows you know, you just throw out a ton of nitrogen at, uh, same thing with fungicides. We have some grounds that will tell you, 
that they want you to put on fungicide on every acre. And um, so after 2018 and 19, we had some agronomists recommending basically that. And in some cases, they wanted you to do two passes because two passes are the best for a tar spot. And it, it can be the case, but for the most part, economically, it's not really feasible um, unless it's just a massively bad year. And last year wasn't that bad of a year. I had some people that we we spent a lot of time looking at hybrids, rotation, uh, residue, um, tillage, you name it. And we kind of make fungicide recommendations based off of uh, kind of a risk level, like what I would call an acceptable risk. We're taking acceptable risks as far as trying to figure out which fields, what hybrids, you know, where should we go with a fungicide pass? If we need to do it, let's be smart about it and make sure we're doing it on the right acres. So you will say, there will be some people that will say that there aren't people that do that. Nobody does, tells you to spray it on every acre. Yeah, I kind of was in that camp. Didn't really think that that was going to be the case last year uh, until I had a retailer tell his customers if they wouldn't spray every acre with fungicide that they had to sign a tar spot waiver. What do I mean by that? He wanted people to sign a waiver saying that if you didn't spray fungicide on every single acre, you would not sue them when your yields suck. Yep, that happened. Uh, so you think that's not the case, but there are people out there that are pretty much telling guys to basically overapply nitrogen, spray everything with fungicide, put micros on every acre. Um, you know, don't go out without this. Don't go out without that. There is a segment um, and it's, it's partly sales when it's probably a, a higher percentage of sales agronomists. Um, I will say that I'm sure there are independent consultants, um, that will do the same thing or similar things where, um, I actually ran into this once and I won't name farm, uh, or agronomist that I was dealing with. Let's just say we had a, a very wet season and the recommendation was to add another hundred units of nitrogen. And with the amount of nitrogen that was down and everything else we figured, we figured we needed to add another maybe 50 pounds. Um, when we did them, actually, yeah, it's probably closer to 75 is what we figured. And I think his recommendation was for like 150. But either way, <laughs> it, he called for a lot more nitrogen than what we ended up putting down. So we did one field with that. And with his recommendation, we did the rest with mine. Because economically... Ours was probably the better one. Um, we did this, and in the end, it was basically a wash. And so, yeah, so another 50 or 75 units of nitrogen is going to be another, I don't know, um, 15 to 30 bucks. So at that point, yeah, it was kind of like, what the heck would you do this for? But the easy button is put a whole bunch more nitrogen out there, and then we won't have any problems. You know, there, there is no risk assumed by that agronomist. He just throws it all on the farmer, um, you know, makes them pay a bunch of money and he doesn't have any problems. You know, it's, it's pretty much the easy button. Uh, I worked with some agronomists before in my past that in the retail world that would do this stuff where everybody had the same program. It didn't matter the farm. It didn't matter the acre. It didn't matter the hybrid. It didn't matter, tillage, planter, you name it. Um, everything was the same. It was always the same chemical program, fertilizer program, 
and the same fall fertilizer program. Everything was the same. Why? Because that was really easy. You just go out and spread 200 pounds of 923.30 in fall. You put on 20 gallons of the sprayer in spring, and then you come back with another 200 pounds of nitrogen, you know, AMS and urea blended at top dress, and then you spray everything with Acuron. You get your max dollars on your Acuron. You get your max dollars on the chemical dollars. You get two passes of herbicide or two passes with the sprayer and the spinner spreader. You, you get you're just making bank. It's really easy, and the applicators love you because it's really easy to hit that easy button. And that's kind of the wrong thing to do. Um, you know, I didn't change herbicide programs like every five acres or anything like that. I, I know some agronomists that have done that. That really pisses off applicators, but. We do maybe change it per farm. Um, you know, we try to do some variable rate stuff. Um, we're trying a little bit more variable rate nitrogen, some more variable rate seeding. Uh, those things are easy. You know, really with variable rate nitrogen, uh, a lot of what we do is keep the sulfur rate the same. So we uh, run a two bin and we run straight rate AMS and then we, we variable rate the urea. Uh, 32% you can do the same thing with the toolbar as long as you have a hydraulically driven um, motor for, or pump for that. Or electric driven, which I don't know if electric would get enough gallons, but either way, you can do this um, where you can make variable rate uh, nitrogen applications. And basically, it's really nice because it just tells you when you run the racks how many gallons you got to put in or how many pounds of fertilizer you put in. And then you plug it in and you hit the easy button and you just drive across the field. So it's, it's easy enough to do this stuff, um, but at the same time, no one there's a lot of people that won't take acceptable risks um i mean the biggest thing is you have to document when you tell a farmer to do or not to do something um i will make guy or let guys take acceptable risks and make them aware of the what could happen if they do and what could happen if they don't um you know we try to make informed decisions but at the same time um you know, I, I still write down what we wrote or what we talked about. Uh, a lot of times I do a scattering report um, and I'll write a note at the end of it after we talk. Uh, we discussed this um, on this date, this time. This is what we talked about. This is what the grower was recommended. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, I'll put a note in of, you know, this is what the grower ended up doing. Now, don't take me wrong, and when I say acceptable risks, I don't, you know, if something's going to be obviously not going to work, uh, I'm going to tell somebody about it. You know, we're not going to let them take an acceptable risk or take a risk that's not acceptable. Um, that being, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, I had a guy, I, I've talked about this before, but I had somebody who planted alfalfa on top of alfalfa. And we totally advised the grower, do not do this. This will not work. And it didn't work. And then in that fall, we got a phone call. I got yelled at, got to go look at an alfalfa field. And lo and behold, the alfalfa didn't grow. And yeah, we, we just moved on. Um, it ended up not being a claim or anything. I was really cool about it. Um, but these things happen. You know, we, we have things happen where we have to take those notes. And, but we do tell guys not to do things if, if it's obviously not the right thing to do. But, at the same time, we do let farmers take an acceptable risk. And there are people that will not do that. Um, the other thing, well, we do you want to go there? So, yeah, there are what I would call acceptable risks in agronomy. Um, there are people who would rather um, the farmer always be happy and spending lots of money than 
letting them take an acceptable risk that, you know, you know, we can work on things or, or let's say put in the groundwork, you know, it, it's not easy uh, to determine which fields need fungicide. It's not easy to understand, you know, if we need to add or, or kind of keep the nitrogen rate the same. It, it's not easy to understand how different hybrids react in different environments. You have to be in the fields, you have to be walking, you have to be doing stuff, you have to be evaluating. It, it takes a lot more work, and that might be another reason why some people just like, we'll just make blanket recommendations, and it's really easy. But yeah, there's a lot of work. And, you know, when you're really busy and you got a lot of customers, it makes it a lot harder for you to be able to do the things that you need to do uh, to satisfy what their expectations are. But some people, you just have to work really hard and, and kind of bust your butt to get it done. So yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just a lot of trust and in understanding and working with people on things and, and trying to figure this stuff out. Um, yeah, that's going to be the end of this one. Um, like I said, though, I mean, it's, it's, I think the, the job of an agronomist, especially if you pay him, you know, I mean, if you get a retail agronomist, you expect some things, but you know, I, I kind of went above and beyond normally and I didn't really have to. Um, but I did because I felt it was the right thing to do. Um, but if you're paying somebody, you really would expect them to scout fields and try to help you save money. Um, you know, I, I've got guys that try to help their growers save money by getting generic herbicide recommendations and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, but I think a lot of it is, I, I think the easiest way to save or, you know, get a higher ROI is to, make sure we're doing the agronomic things correctly, um, making sure we put stuff where we're supposed to be and not putting stuff where it shouldn't be. Um, a lot of those things kind of add up really quickly over the, over the long run. Um, there, there are things I've been in planter around planters with that we fixed one thing on a planter. We took a 20 minute break and we fixed something and you know, we probably saved the guy five bucks an acre across his entire operation. And it kind of pays for stuff. I mean, those things really add up in in the long run. So, yeah, biggest thing, just make sure you bust your butt. And, uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to definitely end it now. So, hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Um, you know, I'm going to keep these kind of going regularly, which I can and I have been doing. Uh, the YouTube thing, definitely haven't been keeping up with. Um, I really don't have a face for camera. So, I definitely have a face for radio but uh, we'll try to get those going again um, and trying to get some more agronomy stuff out, especially as people are, I don't know, let's do say doing less face-to-face -face interacting, uh, especially with me and my growers. Um, seems like we're kind of not being around each other as much, which is entirely fine. And that's kind of why we're doing more digital ag stuff and we're texting and Snapchatting, which I don't necessarily like anymore yet, but we are trying different things and, and doing different things to keep in touch. So hope you guys enjoy. I'll catch you guys next time.